Welcome to the UE Cyber Podcast, hosted by me, Phil Legg. Good afternoon, welcome to this week's UE Cyber Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Ryan Pullen from Stripe OLT. Afternoon, Ryan, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Phil. Thank you very much. So can you just give us a little bit of introduction about who you are and what you do, Ryan? Sure. Um, I am Director of Cybersecurity at uh, Stripe OLT. We're a Bristol and London-based MSSP, uh, and I run the cyber practice where we cover off uh, offensive security engagements, adversarial simulation, through to protecting digital infrastructure with our security operations center. Um, my my role is really to uh, support the teams and make sure they have what they have, what they need to be able to do what they need to do. Excellent, fantastic. So we've just had our seminar for this week where you've been talking to us about finding an entry point from industry breakthroughs to infiltrating high security facilities. So it was a fantastic talk. So thank you very much, first of all. Can no you problem. just give us, uh, for the benefit of our listeners, um, a little bit of a background of what, the kind of things you've been talking to us about today? Sure. Um, I spoke about how I've got to where I am and kind of the the hoops and uh, non-standard narrative of me joining cybersecurity and getting to where I am today and, and the pathway that that takes because there's no kind of playbook. Everybody's journey is very, very different. Mm-hmm. There's no surefire way of doing it. I don't think it's you know comparable to more structured career streams like you know if you want to be a doctor there's certain things you must do to be able to get there and um, cybersecurity is much more vast than that so I talk about that a little bit talk about some of the career defining events uh, where I was flown around the world and did some weird and wonderful things uh, <laughs> and and some jobs that I learned some things the hard way uh, I also spoke a little bit about <clears throat> how simple some things can be and how they're represented to be difficult sometimes. Mm. Excellent. No, as I say, it was a really interesting talk. And uh, I, I think for those who are in the room with us today, they got some some very good insights into um, the kind of work. And as you say, that, that kind of variety of aspects. And there isn't just that clear-cut business, the pathway you should take to, to go into cybersecurity. It's, it's all those little bits along mm. the way which then give you that well-rounded view, which you need when you're when you're talking about security. And I think some of the things I really liked from your talk, you were talking a lot about, um, about the kind of developing your skill, knowing what it is you, you're good at, but also recognizing the areas which you perhaps aren't necessarily the best person in the room, but how you work together as a team to make sure that as a team, you have the best possible chance of completing the task at hand. So is, is there anything you could tell us a little bit about your views on teamwork in cybersecurity. Uh, absolutely. So, I, I think one of one of my favourite analogies with this is, if you assessed a goalkeeper on their ability to score goals, you would really lose sight of the mm. importance of that key player. Um, now, vice versa with the best goal scorers in the world, if you assess their ability to save goals, it would be a very very different skill set. And so, I think cybersecurity, you, you know, is it's kind of the definition of a team sport and you know in, in any sport you've got different roles and responsibilities and you've got different characteristics so you know in rugby it's only the same thing you know with the six nations on at the moment you don't have everyone able to do everything unless you're 
the All Blacks, which is kind of a little bit different, unique use case. <laughs> and so with, with my view within cybersecurity, I want to build the most well-rounded team with unique specialisms where people are able to support others because they're not expected to know everything. It's more about how you reach the goal as a, as a cohesive unit, mm-hmm. realistically, and provide that, that care and attention and support to, to the people that need it. Absolutely. And you also talked about, um, and I really liked this, the infinite game. So can you just tell us a little bit about the infinite game? Sure. So I, I gave a talk at, at B-Sides about this um, in, in quite some length because I, I kind of learned about Simon Sinek's methodology and, and what the infinite game actually represents. And for me, in what I learned is that there are finite games and infinite games and Simon Sinek talks about this. But how, how you can kind of translate that into cybersecurity roles and responsibilities is quite important because it's about hiring people that are happy and willing and knowingly playing an infinite game where that reward and accolade may not come when, when you expect it. And so that, that much bears into the lines of operations with security operations and in the SOC role and in an analyst role um, compared to something that's a little bit more structured and static um, at times, depending on scope, of course, as a penetration test where you're given uh, a target and you've been given five days, you know what you're up against and you know where you need to go. That's more of a finite game when security operations, you have no idea uh, who's changing what. You have no idea who you're up against. There's known and unknown players, uh, but you also don't know uh, the true scope of what you can see. And so being in that kind of uh, situation, you need people who are comfortable with consistent change and sometimes organized chaos, mm. <laughs> herding cats. Excellent. No, absolutely. And I, th- I think it's a really interesting idea. Just, you know, it is ever, ever evolving, ever evolving, ever continual. Um, it, there, there is no end, but it's being prepared to accept that and, yep. and knowing that those are the kind of premise that you're working within. And I think also, that leads us nicely into um, how, I guess, the, one of the important things about cybersecurity and you know drawing on your own expertise of how you've done various different jobs that's got you to where you are now. It's it's about understanding it's not just the technical side of it. It's how how that technical side fits alongside the bigger picture of organisations and even you know, on a on a national scale in terms of geopolitics and the like. So I. I I, I wonder, is there anything you can say about um, how it, how you've developed your understanding in terms of how cybersecurity fits for business and for nations even? Sure. I think for me, the thing that isn't taught and you kind of learn and stumble across is that the information you find is only as good as the way that you can present it. And what I mean by that is you can be the best penetration tester or investigations analyst or or whatever discipline it is but if you can't communicate that to the people that need to know the information Mm. then the value of the information that you found is underrepresented and being able to do that in the appropriate way is a really unique skill that everybody kind of needs to develop Mm. and so whether that's presentation capabilities whether that's written long form format and being succinct at the start and then the meat on the bone is a little bit later on and everything in between that's something i've learned like i mean you're never finished really Mm. because the target audience is very very different in different use cases like if i was presenting 
you know, a digital forensics report, the start needs to be, this is what happened, this is how it happened, here's what, what it means next. Mm. And then you might have 85 pages of here's how we got to that conclusion, right? And so for me, it's it's really key to understand that part of uh, the commercial world mm. because that's how people are going to view the information. They don't really know how you get there. They don't necessarily care how, they, how you get there. But that report is going to make work for somebody else. And so if you make it hard for them, that's the thing that they will put a value on. Mm, absolutely. No, some really good advice there. So I guess just as a, a final question then. So we've had, we've had lots of questions after the talk from, from students who are very interested to learn more and hear more about, about you and your journey. And, and I guess really looking to, to kind of follow in footsteps and make their own journeys. So sure. is there... Is there anything you can you can kind of finish up with in terms of advice you'd give to students who might be listening to this talk today? Sure. I think that there's there's an imposed perception or expectation for you to know what you want to do. And uh, something that I've learned is to kind of where where possible be brave enough to be bad at something new. Hmm. And th there's great kind of exhilaration that comes with that when when you start learning something new and you you feel engaged with it and this industry is very vast in sector discipline you know some are compliant some are non-compliance some are regulated some are unregulated some are internal some are managed service and all of those things will come with a different lens of responsibility and a different lens of of how you need to interact and so for example, there will be a defence organisation that has a team of 50 that just take things apart. And there will be other businesses that have absolutely nothing to do with that whatsoever because it's nothing that they even need to consider. And so within this, expecting to know what you're going to like is really, really challenging. There are great resources out there where you can have a taste. Yeah. And I think to prospective employers showing that you've have given that a go yeah. and done a little bit of kind of self-education or uh, self-study where possible will go a long way. So things like let's defend if you're into your digital forensics or instant response or investigations. Um, there's trace labs if you're into your open source intelligence, which is a community led finding missing people event. There's uh, try hack me and hack the box for the, the offset pathways. They're both branching out into different different parts as well. All of those are much more technically led. There's obviously the information security risk governance side of things as well. Um, I don't know of the resources to be able to learn those kind of an, and understand where those things come from uh, from a, an education resource perspective. But for, for me, it's don't close those doors necessarily mm -hmm. because lots of different other bits and pieces in context can help provide a different view of what that looks like but start with your why realistically Excellent. understand why you want to do the thing you you want to do mm. and then find something that kind of manifests into that so for me it's providing those services to those that protect or serve others mm. realistically um, and so you know are supporting certain institutions and and functions that provide you know critical care in some cases to to people who maybe haven't dealt the best hand at that time yeah uh, really really supports kind of my cause and, and why I want to do what I want to do. 
Absolutely. No, that's fantastic to hear. So thank, thank you very much, Ryan, for being able to join us today. Um, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, Phil. Thanks.